And as he uh, spoke to my heart, <laughs> I waited. Seems sometimes we got to wait for rest, doesn't it? And then yesterday happened. And God just said, there you go. You see, yesterday wasn't a day I had planned on working on anything but doing what was required for that day. And yesterday was supposed to be a long day, and it was. We had a leadership meeting for the upper team at Celebrate Recovery, and we took 20-some of us to a rally yesterday morning out in uh, Morgantown. Now, most of you know I drive a school bus for the school system, and... Um, our brother Keith, congratulations on your retirement. I know you're still going to drive the bus. So this is something that uh, is connecting for me with him. It's kind of neat that we can... And Diane as well. Diane drove the bus. Anybody else ever drive a school bus besides us three? Brandon, anybody else? Jackie was a bus aide. Bus aide, okay. So I'm going to share some things about this that just give you a little clue about some of the things about the way a bus driver thinks and probably other people who drive commercial vehicles. But I, I will say this, that there are many things to watch and that you're responsible for many things that go on while you're driving and before and after. You see, it doesn't just happen when the bus shows up that the, that the driver starts his job. It happens long before that. You have to warm the vehicle up, but before you do that, you make sure the engine doesn't have any leaks. You make sure the tires aren't flat, that there's no obstructions, no damage, and all the lights are in working order before you even check the brakes. And the brakes are crucial on a pre-trip inspection for any vehicle. Whether it's your private vehicle or a commercial vehicle, you want to be able to stop. Going is good, stopping is better. Because if you don't go, you can't stop. And if you stop, it can't stop, you don't want to go, is what I'm trying to say. But I like to drive. I don't know if you know that, but I, we have long drives with our family. Every time we go, I'm the driver. My wife, I think, drove one time when I was really exhausted. And um, other than that, I drive. doesn't matter where it is. and I don't mind it because I love it. So when the school bus opportunity came up last year, it was a good fit. It really was. I liked it. But yesterday, when we went on the trip to the rally, it was a longer trip, a couple hours. Do you think I wanted to drive? Somebody would say, well, maybe you want to rest. Maybe you don't want to drive. The actual fact is, I like driving. I would have driven and I would have been happy doing so. Of course I wanted to, but did I? And the answer was, I did not. A bus driver not driving a bus was an interesting predicament for me, but it was a good one. As a matter of fact, I sat with my wife. I got to visit with other people. Not only that, but it was kind of fun because I didn't have to wonder where we were going. Had I driven, I thought we were going to Morgan Field. I was even telling the driver, well, let's see, you know, go up on 69 near Henderson. There's Morgan Field. I'm sure this church is somewhere there. And he goes, I got this. It was Morgantown. <laughs> Had I been driving, we would have gone to Morgan Field because I wouldn't have checked directions. I thought I knew which church we were going to in Morgan Field. And I would have driven to the wrong church. We would have missed the meeting or been an hour and a half late. I did not drive. But the one who did 
He checked the directions before leaving. He checked with the coordinator to make sure that he had the right town because I was telling him the wrong one. He ran the safety briefing. He had not done that before. You have to tell, kind of like on an airplane, but on a bus, here's emergency exits, what you do in case of a wreck, all these things. He has to do that. And we do that as bus drivers. He did the pre-trip inspection. He had never done that before on a bus. He said, well, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know that was different because he's a semi-driver. Then he drove the entire bus trip and shut it down at the end of the day. I didn't have to do any of it. It was nice. But as we rode along, here's what I did. I looked at scenery. I closed my eyes. I took pictures. I sat down and I relaxed. As I was not the driver, I could rest on the bus. I was along for the ride this time. I was not the pilot. I wasn't the co-pilot. I wasn't even the navigator. Thank the Lord. I would have got us to the wrong place. I just went. That's all I did. All I had to do was sit down and let everything else happen. It was easy. It wasn't stressful. And I didn't even want to be the driver when we started going. But let me ask you a question. How often is your life like a bus driver? With all those thoughts in your mind of what might go wrong, what's gone wrong in previous bus trips, or other experiences where things just didn't work out right. What might go wrong this time? What's happening right now? What can I do to make sure everything's okay? Is your life like that? Always wondering what, you know, like your past is haunting you, your future is worrying you, and your present you just can't account for too well either. No wonder life can be stressful. After all, a bus driver does all that they can to ensure safety. But there are things out of their control. We even have a saying, safety first, schedule second. That's important. Safety is first. But if there is an unforeseen Accident or something out of control or out of a bus driver's control that happens, regardless, when this is examined later, it's still his responsibility in the end to avoid or be aware or prepared. So, regardless of the ability to foresee it, like a deer, a bus driver knows that he has to be aware at all times. A lot of people live their lives like that, never able to rest, always watching unsafe, keeping their back to the wall in a restaurant or in a public space looking for exits, always trying to find a way out. I know of a friend of mine, when we used to meet and talk, he was in the military and had served overseas in conflict. And he said, I'm always looking for exits. And I have an exit strategy before I go in. I scout the parking lot. I look for ways to go. And he said, I can't stop myself. I said, it must be tough to find rest thinking like that. He said, I I never, ever really rest. You never know when something's going to happen. It's true. You never know. But the question that I have to ask you this morning is, who is in control of your life? If you think that you are, you're headed for mental breakdown. Or emotional distress. 
or possibly addiction, trying to cope. You cannot be in control of your life as this is not your job description. So get off the throne and learn what God said when He said, I am the King, come to Me and rest. Jesus talks about rest in today's passage. In the bulletin, I have it from the message version. The same thing that Amy read and this was on the screen for you. It's the same passage, just worded differently so you can understand it in another way. But Jesus talks about rest like being beside still waters. I don't know if that gives you the idea of rest, but it's not this roaring rapid, but a place that's peaceful. And plenty to eat. No harm. No danger. Because the Lord is our shepherd, He can lead us to places like that if we let Him. He's a good shepherd that looks over you. And He makes sure that all is at peace and safe. And if things aren't safe, and if there is this threat of your peace, you'll never know it because He's already taken care of it. That's a good shepherd. He's taken measures to destroy all your enemies that you didn't even know existed. If you're worried about what you might have happened, just think about what God stopped from happening that you never knew about. Looking back, you can see some of those things if you're careful enough to use hindsight. Wow, this could have happened, but I wasn't there. If you've ever been on the road and you see a wreck, if you'd have started a minute later or a minute earlier, you would have been in. You go, wow, God was watching over me. It didn't happen. God does that. He's done this so that you can find rest and trust that He knows ways for you to have it. The question is, do you think rest is possible for you? And what kind of rest do you need? There are three kinds of rests that Jesus offers. Some people are going, for my kids, my job, (laughs) my marriage. It's not the kind he's talking about. But they are part of it. And these three, any of them can bog us down if they're lacking in our life. So if you hear these three different kinds of rest and you're not at rest in one of these areas, you're you're in trouble. Your life's going to get stuck and you're going to feel bogged down. They are past present and future rest. That's the three kinds. Past, present, and future. Now by future rest, I do not mean that you can store up some sleep for later. (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. You need rest later for later. The rest that you have now is for now, not to make up for past. You'll never catch up on all the sleep you missed because you'd have to probably sleep a week on all the days you didn't get enough. Or a month. Or a year depending on how well you sleep. But you can't store up sleep. We don't hibernate. And bears, when they hibernate, still rest in the summer. But I'm going to share something with you. When you feel responsible for things, anxiety comes in. It has the door wide open. It says responsibility for your life and everything around you. When you think that you have to be aware or hypervigilant to know what's going on at all times, <laughs> or always mindful of what's happening, you're going to get anxious. 
and worry. And here's the truth. What you feel responsible for, you will also attempt to control, manipulate, or direct. Whatever you think you're responsible for, you're going to try and make it happen the way you want it to happen. And if it doesn't, you're going to stress over it. Trying to fix it or make it the way you think it should be. Or the way that others told you that it should be. Or that you're commanded or directed to be. You think you're the one who has to do that. And this greater level of responsibility that we feel, or the authority that we have, the higher the stakes are, the more on guard we are for surprises. Anybody who has responsibility in any area of their life hates surprises. They just erupt. (laughs) They come along and you don't expect them. And it's like, I don't need this on top of everything else. You ever said that? Oh, one more thing. Of course, you never never said that, right? Or, you're on my last nerve and I didn't have that one. I don't even know what the last nerve looks like, but I sure would like to know what the next to last one looks like so I know when the last one's coming. People have gotten on my last nerve before I even knew I had a last nerve. I sometimes struggle with anxiety and impatience and frustration, and then people come along and I have to deal with people too. That's right. I can have nobody around and have it all by myself. Anxiety, worry, frustration. Because my mind is always thinking about, well, what do I need to do? What's wrong? Or how can I make this better? Let me tell you about those three kinds of rest. The first one is the past. Rest from the past. You see, the past has a lot of different things in it. And one of those is the sin's voice of condemnation. Meaning that you've done some stuff wrong and therefore you're a bad person. And it just keeps whispering, you'll never amount to anything or you're too bad. Can't make up for bad choices, we say. Or we hold unforgiveness in our heart. That's stuff in the past that we don't forgive now. And that past is what makes us anxious because, well, that's somebody I haven't forgiven and and here they come again. Now what else are they going to do? It's unrestful for sure. Or bitterness or hardness of heart. Callousness in ourself or our soul. Things that we've left undone. Oh, if I would have done that, then this wouldn't have happened, but I didn't do that. If only I had done that, then this here wouldn't... And, And we blame and criticize ourselves or others for what they have or have not done in the past that now makes your life the way it is today. You ever heard someone say, you know, if they wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be in this predicament. Or, if I hadn't said that, then they wouldn't be doing this, and I wouldn't be doing this, and now i got all this. Those are past things that we need rest from. But there's more. Maybe, Maybe people have done you wrong, and you can't seem to fix it. You can't undo it. Or maybe you've done others wrong, and you feel that burden of guilt. Maybe the lack of forgiveness is on someone's part toward you. It's possible. Scripture even says if you know your brother has something against you, go make things right before you offer a gift to God. Not if you have something against them, they have something against you. That they are unforgiving. What is your part? 
What can you do? That causes unrest. What about self-loathing? Anybody ever have an opportunity to look in the mirror for more than 10 seconds and like what they see? There's a lot of people who have trouble staring at themselves in the mirror without doing something to look at the mirror, like brush your teeth, put on makeup, do your hair, to just look and go, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Where you been? Good morning. Hey, you look sharp. You know, a lot of us don't do that. Most of us go, you're looking old. <laughs> oh man, there's another. Gosh, that's platinum, isn't it? It's not gray. Or, you know, I don't like the way you look at me. Yeah, you ever said that to the guy in the mirror, the woman in the mirror? Or, man, you know, they said God makes everything beautiful, but you need, you need some work, dude. Come on. Have you ever said that? Those are past regrets. Resentments and things that don't cause us rest because we can't find peace even within ourselves, with ourselves. <laughs> All those things the enemy used to to make sure you don't rest. The first thing it says is, history can't be changed. You've heard that before, haven't you? Give all hope, give up all hope for a better past. Have you ever heard that? Well, let me tell you something. The past is not resolved. It's not the past. You brought it into the present. There's people who are victims of abuse and other things where bitterness and unforgiveness remains with them. It's not over yet. Until it's over and forgiveness and healing happens, it's still present. Though it happened in history. Maybe the enemy will tell you, well, what's done is done. Can't undo it. It's water under the bridge. Says who? God can do all things. God can bring healing to every situation, even if it is a past one. Even, and I share this with you with the truth in my heart that I could share with you more later, even if the person is deceased, no longer speaks to you, or has nothing to do with you, and you want nothing to do with them, God can still heal the things that were done there, even in those situations. And people, when I tell them that, go, oh, no, that's not possible because they're deceased. It does not matter. God knows no time nor boundary. And there are ways that God uses to heal us in those situations. The enemy will tell you that it's too late. There is no such word as too late with God. God doesn't do things late. <laughs> he doesn't do them early either, I promise. He's always on time. He doesn't know how to be early or late. He's always perfectly on time. At the right time in the right way. His way, not yours. So the enemy tells you all these huge lies and they're tempting to believe. Aren't they? That you can't get over this. You can't let this go. This person won't change. All these lies. Here's how I apply this to the bus driving application in our lives. Here's the question that you can ask yourself. Did someone else care for this part of my life? Did someone else care for the bus? In other words, before I got on this trip, and started to drive this bus was the previous driver someone who knew how to love a bus. In other words, 
All your days past, did you love yourself and drive your life the right way and give it to the right ways to God? Do you trust yourself with your previous decisions? Did you maintain your relationship with God? Did you live responsibly and caretaking and loving with the people around you? These are questions that will answer, if you answer these, will tell you how well your past rest occurs. If you can rest from it. But what about present rest? There are a lot of different things in present rest. I've only got a few for you because I could go into like physical health. A lot of folks say, man, if I just had 10 minutes without pain, my life would be so much better. But present rest, these are the things we need rest from. Responsibilities. Yeah. Boy, it sure would be nice just to let that go for a little while and just not have to answer to anything right now or be responsible for it right now for a little while. Just rest a minute. Or the struggles of everyday life. Trying to figure out how to manage a day or a minute or an hour. Or friendships. Friendships are ebb and flow and sometimes they're stressful. And it's hard to find rest in friendships if they're awkward or gone awry. But it would be nice to be able to have a friend where you could just be yourself. And they'd love you anyway. (laughs) What about relationship issues? Sometimes in in relationships, things get so tense and frustrated and, and that people break down in communication and anger goes back and forth and marriages begin to get swayed and friendships fall apart and uh, dating relationships end over relationship issues because there's no rest. There's no peace. It just seems to go on and on and on without resolve. We say, why can't this change? Sometimes we don't like ourselves. It's a dislike of ourselves that gives us unrest. And that's a current reality for many of us. Oh, we have all these pesky enemies trying to nitpick and pick and sometimes directly attack our character. Or the job. Some of us get stressed over a job. Some of us get stressed over not having one. Or money. Job and money are not the same thing. You can have a job and still have no money. Or you can have a lot of money and no job. It's not the same. Money is a current stressor. You either have too much or too little. Or you don't have the right way of spending it. Or know how to manage it. And don't understand its purpose. Also present things that we don't have rest from if we don't feel safe in this world. I don't have a place where I can just relax. Be comfortable. Is that you? Do you ever wish you could just rest from a bad bout of health? Our daughter, you say the word sick and she gets it. Even if nobody else around, she's got it. I know she wishes she could have rest. What about theology? Theology can drive people up a wall. Your theology can say, I got to do this, I got to do that, and I got to be perfect or I'm in trouble. And there's no rest there. Anxiety, like I mentioned before, that I struggle with, and some of us here struggle with anxiety. 
Wouldn't it be nice to just not be anxious? My thoughts sometimes are, God, why do I have to have this? Why is it that when I'm anxious, I'm all the way anxious, and when I'm not anxious, I'm all the way not anxious? There's no little bit anxious. Why can't I be like other people who just get a little worried instead of me all the way? Why do I have to go all the way to crazy with it? <laughs> Why can't I have rest from this when there's an anxiety possible happening that it doesn't have to? Goodness, there's so many things. Uh, resentments that are current can take your rest away. Trying to control everything. You know anybody who has control issues? Are you one of those control freaks or perfectionists? You're not going to have any rest. I promise, not today. You're like the folks that says, I gotta drive the bus, I gotta maintain the bus, I gotta monitor the bus, I gotta watch everybody around me, I gotta make sure the kids are quiet and sitting down, I gotta make sure they're not killing each other, I gotta watch everything, and there ain't enough for me to watch it all. It's a fact. Keith, would you say driving the bus that you can't watch all four mirrors, the kids, the road, the people around you, and the radio and your gauges all at the same time? It's impossible, isn't it, Diane? It is impossible, but you're supposed to. This is your job. And they don't pay you enough to do it because it's impossible. You can't watch everything at the same time. And so what you're not watching is the thing that will drive you crazy. And take your rest. Are you like that? Are you the one that's always trying to watch everything in your life? Right now saying, is this working? Is that working? Is this relationship good? Is my job over here okay? Is my investments over here okay? Is the ground dry enough? Can I plant my garden or my farm? Uh, All these different things go through your mind. What about this relationship over here? Are they mad at me? Are they happy with me? I'll tell you, we don't have rest right now because of all this mess. (laughs) And if you think past and present rest wasn't enough, what about future rest? Well, you might say, what do you mean by that? Oh, tomorrow. Oh, you said tomorrow. Oh, gosh, what about, what about tomorrow? As soon as someone says, what are you doing tomorrow? I get panicky. Why? Is there something I forgot? <laughs> you ever like that? Uh, please don't ask me to do something tomorrow. I think it's full. And if it's not, it will be by the time I get there. Anybody run their life like that? Just hoping that no one will ask them to put another thing on the schedule. That's a future unrest. Or many of us, and the reason I came to Jesus was I was afraid of the eternity. I didn't want to spend forever without Jesus. I was afraid of that. Because forever is a long time. And I was afraid and had no rest when I thought about would I be with Jesus forever or would I be separated and condemned. Fears. Some of them rational, some irrational, but fear is always about something that might occur. You don't have to be afraid of what is occurring. It's real. It's not a fear. It's a reality. If you're afraid of snakes and there's no snakes around, that's a future fear. But if there's a snake there, you're not afraid. You're dealing with it. you got the thing there. You don't have to be afraid of a potential snake. You have a snake. That means time for action. Not time to be afraid. Time to do something. What about future uh, for your children? Do you worry about that? Or people you love, how they're going to spend their future? 
or their eternity. A lot of people don't rest over that. Some of us think about retirement. Some of us say, I've I got to work till I'm 90 and then maybe I'll be able to afford to retire. We worry about these things, don't we? And some of them, for us, some of us, you know, it's a few years yet away, but we're still thinking about it. And there's no rest. The word bills. For some people, they go, <laughs> as soon as they hear that word, oh, what, do I got another one? <laughs> Open up the mail and it's always those clear window envelopes, you know. It's like, oh, I hate those things. Did I forget to pay something? Can I pay for something? What do I have to pay for? What's coming up next? Future unrest that we're building in because it's due later. Got to watch the due date. Don't want to make a late payment. All these things. And can I even pay the bill? Or we worry about income. And income is not present, it's future. Because we're wondering how we're going to spend the next check that's already spent. Future. <laughs> or some of us, the justice system. I'm talking court dates. Court dates for people who you know. Um, you name it. The justice system and courts can be a lot of unrest. Or dangers. You know, we're coming into the rainy season. There could be violent weather. Hurricane season after that, and tornadoes. No, oh, you said tornado. What if we're going to get any this year? Oh my gosh! You know, I better be ready. There's no rest in those statements, is there? What about other people's perception of you? You know, if I do this, they might think this about me. That's future. It's not present. It's a future that they might think, but you're dealing with it right now. And sometimes we go, well, it doesn't matter what they think, i still got to do it. What about future hard conversations that you might have to have? You know, I'm going to have to have this conversation with so-and-so, and it's going to be very uncomfortable, but I need to do it to resolve some things. There's no rest until that conversation happens, but it's future. But we think about those things. In a bus, in our life, we think, what about tomorrow? Is this going to break down? Is everything going to work? And if it does, and this happens, what am I going to do? We're always thinking about future possibilities. We are. Who doesn't? Right? And all these things, Jesus is telling you, get back on the bus and let Him drive. You don't have to worry about the things that He does. You have to worry about the things that you do, which is be obedient to Him. Let him be the driver and you rest. Uh, no, no, that, no, because there's too many uncertainties. If he does it, he may not do anything. That's how I used to think. What if God doesn't do anything? <laughs> there's so many things that you can do absolutely nothing about, but you still try. Worrying, anxiety, restless sleep, and you still don't have answers. Just because you're anxious doesn't fix it. When you worry about it, it doesn't make it go away. When you lose sleep, it doesn't make the problem better. But we still stay without rest. And the reason that is, is because we're always trying to control an outcome. If you're invested in the outcome that you think is appropriate, then you're not going to rest. 
Do you understand what I'm saying here? If you believe that you have control of the outcome of a situation, you are not going to rest in it. Because you feel responsible for what might or might not happen. And that's not your job. There are things that are not yours to answer. Jesus is asking you to surrender all outcomes to Him and you enjoy the moment without strings attached to the past, the future, or present worries. Here's what Jesus says. Rest now. Not later. I'll tell you, I've gone through a week where I said, I'll get some rest later. I need it now. And God knows I do. And He says, come to Me. And Jesus is calling in today's passage. And He's calling to those with anxious thoughts. Anxious hearts. Are you then one of them today? Are you one that Jesus is calling who has broken dreams or a broken life? Are you one with burdens that are just too heavy for you to bear now? And they've weighed you down so much you just want to give up. Are you carrying a cross that seems too heavy to carry? Loads. But you don't know what to do with. Or a struggle that just doesn't seem to have an end in sight. Just keeps going on and on. If I go on long enough, we'll all go, yeah, that's me. Plain and simple, Jesus calling to each one of us today. There is a long list of things that break down in life, that break us down, that grind our lives to a screeching halt, whether it be a tragedy, an unexpected event, or a loss. I'm sure we all are familiar in some way with some of these things. And Jesus is talking to you in today's passage. And here's how we do it. We want an answer. God, what am I going to do with this situation? It's all falling apart. I need help. I need healing. I need restoration. I need a blessing. I need finances. I need... uh, I need, I need victory in this. I need healing from that. I need deliverance or, or freedom from this area. What's your answer? And Jesus says, come to Me. Okay, I'm coming to you, but what about this stuff, God? Jesus, you understand. I got all this stuff. And He goes, come to Me. Alright, but I need an answer for this stuff. Don't you get it? I'm struggling here, God. I'm having trouble. And he goes, Come to me. No, you don't understand. I need an answer before I can come. I need something. Give me something to stand on, and Jesus is going to come to me. I will, but give me a give me a a hint of what you're going to do. He's saying I'm going to do what you need, but you're not going to tell me how, and you're not going to set the conditions that I've already set, which are come to me, all who are laboring and heavy laden. He says, come to Me and I will give you rest. But if you're going to give Me rest, you're going to have to fix this. We don't understand what rest is. 
Rest is not a freedom from the problems. It's a freedom in the problem. It's having the struggle and finding peace within the midst of it. It's finding a broken heart and still finding that God still can come beside you and say, I'm here. We're going to get through this. Your heart's broken. I can't stop breaking your heart or your heart being broken. But I can certainly come along and be the source of comfort and security for you. I can't stop when people walk away from you. But I can promise I will never leave you. Come to me and I will give you rest. So that you don't have to try to manipulate and control all this stuff. I will give you rest so you don't have to try to do that. Because you can't anyway. Last time I looked on your job description, it was not Master of the Universe. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even Master of your friend's universe. Or your job. Or your spouse. Or your kids. Your job was to be the servant. To love Jesus and others. In the same way, also to love yourself. But we think, well, I don't know how to do that. And Jesus says it very clearly. Come to me and take my yoke. (laughs) Oh, Lord, you don't understand. I don't have room for more. How can you give me more? A yoke is what you put on an ox. I'm not an ox. God, don't treat me like an animal. Don't put a yoke on my neck. I've got too much bringing me down. Here's what he says. You put a yoke on a neck. Do you understand that? You put a yoke on a neck. We've got a yoke. It's all this stuff that's causing us unrest. And that's already on us. You don't put a yoke on a yoke. You put a yoke on a neck. So you have to take the old yoke off and set it down before Jesus so He can put His in its place. Jesus says... I will take your yoke. You take mine. I will take care of the stuff you're struggling with that you're unrestful about. And I will give you mine. Mine knows how to rest. How to trust the Father. And here's what He says. For I'm gentle and I'm lowly in my heart. And here it is. You'll find rest for your souls. We think we need sleep. We're exhausted. It's our soul that's crying out. My hands may get tired and they can get rest, but my soul needs rest. My soul says this has got to end sometime. And Jesus is saying it can end now where you don't have to keep fighting this to rest in Me. For He says His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Easy and light. Sounds like eggs. (laughs) Jesus, are you saying this is easy? That's not what he said. He said you've got to be willing to give me yours first. This is what they mean by letting go and letting God have it. But if you want to keep running everything and thinking you're responsible, You're going to drive yourself nuts. 
you're going to walk around broken and hurting without rest because you think you're responsible for everything around you for the outcome. Here's what I want to tell you. You don't know what God wants. You don't know what God's trying to do. You have no clue and neither do I. And I don't need to have a clue to trust Him. I sat on a bus yesterday for two hours and 20 minutes on a trip and we went past the exit I thought we were supposed to take. We were already at an exit past that one when I went, "Uh, I think you missed the turn. We're going south instead of north. And he's going, trust me, I know where we're going. That's all he said. And I went, I trust you. And I went back and rested. You're not the driver of the bus. You're not responsible for who you're taking with you. You're responsible to yourself and to Jesus Christ for that relationship and whether or not you let Him run your life. And if you're trying to run it and everything else, you will not be restful. So this morning I'm asking, are you finding rest? Can you rest? Can you sleep? Can you find peace from past condemnation, future worries, or current situations? This morning, my challenge to you is that I I, I think there's some that say, no, I'm struggling with that. And so, this morning, I'm going to ask you, if you're struggling with physical health, if you're struggling with financial difficulty, if you're worried about a future event, I'm not talking all three, I'm talking any of these. If you're worried about a sickness that that you don't know the answer to, or a future that's uncertain, or a family member whose future may be uncertain, about a career you don't understand, about a job you need or don't want, or one that you can't find. If there's anything at all that's causing you unrest, I'm going to invite you this morning, in just a moment, to come up here and leave it here with Jesus Christ and say it's yours. I am not responsible for the outcome of what you do with my life. I'm responsible for following you and trusting your outcome. I'm tired of being God. Anybody tried to run everything and ran it into the ground? Wondering how to make ends meet? Lay it at His feet. This is His yoke to carry He'll give you the one for you. Not the one you keep trying to carry. All I know this morning is that God put on my heart that there are so many of us who just need to find kinds of rest. That we've been broken and hurting for a long time and we just don't know how to find it. We don't know what to do. And the fact of the matter is we don't have to do anything to find rest. Jesus says, come to me. He will give you the rest. We don't think like that. We think rest is something we partake in. But Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you rest in your soul. So you don't have to worry about that stuff. Let Him worry about it. He already knows who's going to do it anyway. 
You got it figured out. What do you think? You want to keep it or you want to get rid of it? I'm asking because as soon as I pray, I'm going to invite you to come up and get rid of it. And there's someone that's going to sit there and go, well, I'm just going to keep it here. I don't think you need to keep it. It doesn't help you. And I promise you that God knows that you need rest. Did you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I know that you love us completely. Your hands on our head, on our shoulders, on our heart, on our lives, loving us completely. And you keep saying, I'm here. And we say, I know you're here, God, but I need answers. And he says, I am the answer. And throughout history and throughout eternity, you keep whispering, I am what you need. But I need rest. And you keep saying, I am what you need. We don't know how to equate that because we're looking at things, events, circumstances, and people rather than finding out that you know how to make all those things work together for good, for those who love you, who are called according to your purpose, so they can just come and trust you. Heavenly Father, may we have the courage today it's my prayer and pray in the name of your son Jesus Christ that from the back of this church to the front of this church all seeking and hungry would find rest